I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing some breaking news. Mikel Arteta, along with Jonas Eidevel, have signed new contracts at the Arsenal. Mikel Arteta will be staying on. And... Um, We'll talk a little bit about Jonas Eidevel's uh, contract extension too, because he's done a fantastic job with the women's side and it shouldn't be overlooked. We definitely need to discuss that and we will. But we're going to kick off with the big, big story. Mikel Arteta has signed a contract extension that will keep him as manager of Arsenal Football Club until the end of the 24-25 season. World's worst kept secret, I think, is a is a good way to describe this. I think that it was it was pretty obvious for a while uh, that Mikel Arteta was going to sign a contract extension. There was a lot of speculation and there were a lot of rumours um, earlier on in the season when he made that trip over to the States as to what that was about. Was it about uh, transfer um, fees? Was it about transfer budget? Was it about trying to release more money so that Arsenal could do what they needed to do in the window? Or was it about Mikel Arteta's future? I'm not saying for sure that I know what that meeting was about, but it does feel uh, like this has been in the pipeline for a while. Now, let me give you guys some immediate reaction, some initial feelings on this. So I don't think there's any shadow of a doubt that Mikel Arteta deserves the right to continue in this job. When you look at what he's done this season, when you look at how he's turned things around, and how he's put Arsenal in a position to qualify for Champions League football for the first time in a while to get us back on the right path to towards where we belong, where we want to be right at the top of the English football pyramid. I think he deserves a lot of praise. He's had to deal with a lot of crap. He's had to deal with a lot of difficult situations. He's had to deal with a lot of difficult characters um, along the way. So I think that for me, this is a justified decision one that I'm pleased about. And I think that as fans, we should be delighted that the club have made an appointment in Mikel Arteta that has come in and, and dealt with all the crap. And you feel like it's only going to get better from now on, right? You feel like the bumps in the road, they'll still be there. They're there with any team. I mean, you look at the great Manchester City, who everybody says uh, are an incredible side and, and one of the best in the world. And they are overall. But even they have the capability of self-destructing in certain moments, as we saw earlier in the week. So football is not so cut and dry. Football is not black and white. You know, there are lots and lots of variables in football. And so the results are not always going to be what you want them to be. But the methodology needs to be right to put you in the greatest position possible to go on and achieve what your targets and what your ambitions, what your aspirations are. And I think that the work that Mikel Arteta is doing and the way he's going about it, for me, it's good. It's 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 what we need. It's what we want. Um, we need somebody who understands the values and the importance of this football club. We need somebody who is strict in terms of his non-negotiables and doesn't want people at the club that don't want to be part of it. We need somebody who's willing to take on greater responsibility than just being a coach in order to get us back to where we need to be. Because so many things behind the scenes have been broken at Arsenal for years and years and years. So to see Mikel Arteta rewarded for his work is something that I am certainly pleased about. The only thing I'm a little bit surprised by is the timing of the announcement. 
So if you think about the fact that Mikel Arteta's contract was going to come to an end at the end of next season, so that was the deal that he had already. It's no surprise that we've moved to tie him down. Contracts don't mean everything. It doesn't mean that he's going to be here until the 24-25 season. Um, but obviously, it protects you against other people coming and circling. And I'll tell you what, I said this yesterday on one of our episodes. If Mikel Arteta does secure Champions League football for Arsenal, then people from the outside will be looking on at this guy and thinking, this is a manager on his way up. It's not the finished article yet. He's not perfect. But this is a manager who's moving in the right direction. And that will naturally attract interest from other clubs. So you need to protect yourselves against that possibility. And by tying him down on a new contract, we've done that for the next few seasons. As I say, not surprised that a new deal has been offered because of how little time he had remaining on his current one. But I am a little bit surprised. This is the one bit for me at the timing of the announcement. Now, there are two sides to this. So the first side is, well, clearly this indicates that the club's ambitions and aspirations at the start of the season were not necessarily to finish in the top four. That wasn't a demand from the club put on Mikel Arteta. I think the fact that we've secured European football now probably makes them feel um, as though they can go ahead with this announcement. They can go ahead with uh, sort of putting this news out into the public domain, which suggests that that was the target all along, as we'd been saying throughout the course of the season on this show. Um, so you give him the contract, it's done. I've been saying to you guys on here for weeks that I think it's done. I think it's already agreed and it's just a matter of timing. What do you do though? Do you make the announcement now and set yourselves up nicely for the summer where players that are potentially thinking about joining the club or looking at the club as a potential destination understand the project, understand the plan. The club have shown to everybody else that they're fully behind this by giving Mikel Arteta a contract extension, which means that it looks like a settled environment. I mean, if you were a player who's been sort of wooed by Mikel Arteta in phone calls, conversations that you've had, but in the back of your mind, you know that he's only got one season to remain on your contract, on his contract, I beg your pardon, then that is a bit of a, a red flag, isn't it? That is something that you'd be concerned or worried about. So I think that um, this helps us going forward. It helps us set ourselves up for what we expect to be another big and important summer. So in that sense, I understand why they've released it now. There's a big, big weekend coming up, uh, a big weekend for, for Arsenal, of course, and for Arsenal ladies as well, who um, could still win the league on the final day. Big weekend for both the men's and the women's sides. And Arsenal have taken the decision to maybe, they feel, give everybody a little bit of a boost, um, you know, going into this really important period of the season. Do we look a little bit silly, though, if we miss out on Champions League qualification now from the position we're in? Um, and would that have put you off maybe announce, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe announcing the contract at this point? If it were me personally, if I were in charge of Arsenal Football Club, the only thing I'd have done differently is that I'd have waited until the end of the season. Or if we do manage to wrap up Champions League qualification, there's still plenty of work to be done. But if we did manage to wrap it up before the final day of the season, I would have announced it then. I'm not sure that announcing it today is what I would have done. 
but I can understand the reasons the club have decided to do that as well. So I'm a little bit kind of on the fence as to whether we should have got this announcement now or whether we should be reading this announcement uh, a little bit further down the line. But in terms of whether he deserves it or not, oh, absolutely he does. Um, I've been so impressed with the work he's done. As I've, as I've said to you guys before, there's been a couple of times where I've thought, you know, I'm not sure about this. Is it going to work? Is this too big a task? Is this too big a job for someone of, of Mikel Arteta's inexperience? Maybe. But credit to the club because they've stuck with it. They haven't listened to the outside noise. They haven't been influenced by the pressure applied from certain sections of the fan base. I think that they'll always recognise, and they. I think that as a football club, they understand that there'll always be noise on social media and there'll always be people, um, you know, sort of who feel a very, very different way about all of this. But you only need to be at Emirates Stadium this year, this season, to understand that that connection with the fans, again, it's back. It's there. You only need to go to an away game to understand how much uh, passion and love there is for this team and this group again. And I'm not saying that that ever went away. You know, there's people that have supported Arsenal all their lives and for them that will never dwindle. But there have been points where there's been a little bit of apathy um, sort of creeping into the fan base where you're kind of like, well, what's the point in me moaning? It's not going to change. And there was an almost acceptance of the fact that Arsenal were no longer going to be able to compete at the very top table. And what Mikel Arteta has done since coming into the club, um, and granted it's taken a little bit of time, and granted, you know, I think this season is when we've seen the real progress as opposed to the one and a half prior but what you are seeing and what you are feeling as a fan is that there's a bit of hope again. And that's what you want as a football fan, right? You want to go into games with hope. You want to go into games feeling as though you could win. Now, you're not going to win every single week. You're not going to win every single game. You're not going to win every single trophy. And as we've seen with a lot of the um, with a lot of the um, sort of big sides this season, and we've seen with some of the shocks in Europe and all of that stuff, that, you know, Nothing's a given in football. You know, there there will be shocks, there will be stresses, there will be pressures, there will be ups and downs. Um, but I just think that for me, we're moving in the right direction. And, I, and I'm delighted that Mikel Arteta is staying on. As I say, I think it sets us up really well going into what's going to be another big and important summer. Um, and as I say, me personally, I wouldn't have announced it today. That That's my personal opinion. But I can understand the reasons too as well. So we'll... Um, We'll go through the chat. We'll get some of your comments. Before we do that, though, let's just cu quickly have a look at the announcement uh, from Arsenal Football Club with regards to this news. Congratulations, Mikel and Jonas. Arsenal say we're delighted to announce that Mikel Arteta and Jonas Idevel have signed new contracts with the club. We marked the moment with a unique double signing at Emirates Stadium. It's nice as well to see that the club are um, sort of trying to build and develop that connection between not just the men's team and the fan base, but also the men's team and the women's team. I think that's really, really important because naturally the more engaged the two are with one another, I think that the more likely is that fans that follow the men's team, for example, will get up on a weekend when they don't have anything else to do or, or, or are looking for something to sort of pass their time or fill their time will go, oh, do you know what? maybe when they wouldn't have done normally, I'll check out the women's game this weekend. So, yeah, I think it's important that they build that connection there as well. And it's a, there's a lot of connections developing and forming, which is um, which is really, really nice to see. Um, 
Mikel Arteta's been speaking. There's a full exclusive interview that's coming out on the Arsenal uh, site. Uh, it is out on the Arsenal site, I believe, but we're not going to go through all of it. But we just want to take some of the quotes. He says, I'm excited, grateful and really, really happy today. Um, when I spoke to Josh, he could see the club at the same point and he wanted to take the club the way I wanted to do it. So everything that he said and that Stan has said, when I've been together with both of them, they have always delivered. We want to take the club to the next level and to compete really with the top teams. In order to do that, we have to be playing in the Champions League. We have to be able to evolve the team, improve our players, improve all departments, generate even more connection with our fans, improve the atmosphere at the Emirates, be able to recruit top, top talent and the best people for this club to drive this project to that level. And I, and I completely agree um, with, with pretty much everything he said. Um, let's quickly touch on the news about Jonas Eideveld as well, because he's done a really, really good job uh, with the women's team. As I mentioned, they go into the final day of the season, uh, still in with a shout of winning the WSL this season, keeping the pace with a really, really good and strong uh, Chelsea side managed by Emma Hayes. Uh, Jonas, who joined Arsenal from Rosengard last summer, uh, has signed a contract extension until the end of the 2023-24 season. And what's been really impressive about what Jonas Eideveld's done is that he's had to come in and oversee big, big change in terms of players coming in, players going um, and, and playing a really different style of football has meant that he's managed that transitional period, I think, really, really well, because you only need to look at how competitive Arsenal have been to understand that he's done a great job of, as I say, implementing all those new things, uh, bringing all those new players in, but not letting that um, impact on Arsenal's ability to stay competitive. Um, Jonas Eidevel said, it's great. It allows me to continue to work for a club that I love so much and be around people that I really, really like and to be able to achieve things together. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Now, Josh Kroenke has put out a bit of a statement as well. He says, my father and I are delighted to have extended both Mikel's and Jonas's contracts. It provides stability and clarity for the future and helps us all move forward together effectively. He says Mikel's commitment and passion are clear for everyone to see. We're confident that as we move forward, he will get us back to competing for the trophies in the game. Turning to Jonas, he's had a fantastic start to his career in England. He's done a terrific job with the team and we're in contention for the title on the last weekend. We're confident that he will continue to take us forward in the years ahead. Uh, Arsenal say that the pair signed their deals together in the director's box overlooking the pitch at Emirates Stadium in the presence of Chief Executive Vinay Vinkatesham and Technical Director Edu Gaspar, as well as Head of Women's Football, Claire Wheatley. Edu says, I think the timing is perfect. I really believe the message will be a big lift to everyone, to the fans, to the club, to the players, to Mikel. It's important to show everyone where we want to go as a club. We're going to face a big summer again, and it's important we have our manager here, which kind of ties in with what I was saying about how, although for me personally, I'd have waited a little bit longer to make the announcement. I think that had we wrapped up Champions League football and then made this announcement about Mikel Arteta, everybody would be convinced. Everybody would be on board. Most people are anyway, but you'd have um, you'd have created a real sort of party atmosphere and real feel good factor. But maybe Arsenal feel, as I say, that getting their ducks in order ahead of the summer to to sort of deal with that issue and deal with the fact that maybe potential players will be looking and saying, "I'm not sure about this because 
don't know what the future holds with regards to the manager. Um, so getting your ducks in order is important. But obviously the club feel as though this could be a lift for everybody and be a lift for everybody, um, you know, going into a really, really important part of the season. Um, let's see uh, what else we've got. Uh, Vinay uh, chipped in as well. He says the ambition of this football club is simple and it comes from the owners down. This football club needs to be competing for the biggest trophies in the game in Europe and in England on the men's side and on the women's side. That's where we want to get to. We know we're not there yet, but we're moving towards that goal. I'm hoping everyone can see the progress that we're starting to make against that goal. Today is really, really is a really, really important day because Mikel and Jonas recommitting here to us, to Arsenal, to the project and the journey. There's a long way to go and a lot of hard work ahead. But with Mikel and Jonas, we're convinced we have the right people surrounded by the teams around them that can help us get there. So uh, that's the announcement from Arsenal. And as I say, there's lots more content on the club's website that you can check out if you wish to do so. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's get some of your thoughts. Let's get some of your questions in the live chat on this news. As I say, I'm delighted. I'm pleased. I'm glad to see both of them have put pen to paper because I both think that they're good. I think, sorry, that both of them are good for this football club. Let's go and, and, and get into the Champions League. Let's go and have a good summer and let's push on and kick on uh, to the next level. Right. We're going to go over to the chat in just a minute. So start getting your thoughts, start getting your questions, um, whatever you want in the chat. And we're going to spend the remainder of the show uh, taking some of your reaction on the big news. Mikel Arteta and Jonas Eidevall have signed contract extensions at the Arsenal. <laughs> OK, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. Really, uh, really positive news coming out of the club this morning that both Jonas Eidevel and Mikel Arteta have signed contracts with the football club moving forward in order to extend their stays at Emirates Stadium. Um, look, we're going to go over to the chat in a minute um, because there's lots and lots of, of brilliant stuff coming through here. Um that I want to um, that I want to pick out uh, a few hellos as well in the chat, which is fantastic as well. Uh, I saw one from Vancouver. I'm, I'm just trying to find the name so I can give you a shout out. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, I saw one from Ireland as well. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll work our way through the chat. We'll get to you guys. Uh, Said Abdullah says uh, good news. Um, Social says he should have signed a 10 year deal. Uh, Ron Wolf says, great news. Let's progress together. Uh, John Daly says, timing is perfect. Arteta signs Friday. Spurs get battered Sunday. Arsenal go five clear. Go into the North London derby, win and get Champions League football players and coaches celebrating on the pitch. That would be delightful, wouldn't it? But I'm not getting ahead of myself on that. Wishful thinking, mate. Um, Matt says, Harry, I agree that Arteta deserves credit for getting us in with a shout for top four. But would you say... To what would you say to fans that say Arteta is the reason we dropped out of Europe so he doesn't deserve any credit? I think in a lot of walks of life, Matt, you sometimes need to go backwards before you can go forwards. Now, I think that Mikel Arteta would have had assurances from the football club that missing out on Europe was not going to be a fatal blow to him, was not going to be something that he'd lose his job for and was not going to be something that the club would hold against him moving forward. So. I think if you're a manager and you have those assurances and you know and you understand that you're not really under pressure in that sense, that the focus is actually on going and doing what you need to do to get us moving forward in the longer term. So 
basically ripping stuff out and starting again, I think meant that, yes, missing out on Europe as from a fan's perspective was disappointing. And it was a little bit embarrassing, wasn't it? I mean, Arsenal, not in European competition, it was unheard of. So I get why people sort of used that as a stick to beat Mikel Arteta with. But I think the fact that he wasn't under any pressure should have been a clear indication to those people that, well, he's been given the remit here and and, and the confidence to go on and do what he needs to do. And it's like, you know, if I, I, I know I always use the weirdest and stupidest analogies, but like I've got a shed in my garden, right, that is like it needs replacing. OK, now there's a the roof has sort of caved in a little bit at the top It's an old wooden shed and it's like rotted in the back of the roof has sort of to bowed in. Now, I could easily just go and get up on a ladder and put a few planks of wood uh, over the top of that gap, nail them on and, and I fixed the problem for the short term. But really, I need a new shed. And, and sometimes in order to get something right, you need to start again. You need to wipe the slate clean and begin again. And if missing out on Europe once was part of what needed to happen, and what I mean by part of what needed to happen is not that it was ideal or it's not that that's what Arsenal wanted. But the point was that, you know, sometimes Mikel Arteta throughout his Arsenal tenure, I think, has been faced with situations where he's had to go, well, I know that this guy is a, is a decent enough player and, and I know that he enhances the team and enhances the squad and brings us something that others within my group can't. But by that same token, I know this figure to be disruptive. I know this figure to not want to be part of the longer term project. And so, yes, in the short term, there is some pain. But in the long term, it clears the decks for me to be able to bring in players that I actually want to bring in. And I do think that he could have kept some of the players within the squad um, for their ability and for their level. Um, and that might have earned us a couple of extra points along the way here and there that might have seen us be in Europe as opposed to not being in Europe. But that was not going to be a long-term solution and a long-term fix. So I do think that people use that as a big criticism of Mikel Arteta, and that's fine. They can. It doesn't bother me. Um, but I think that if he then takes us back into the Champions League and then we start to become more competitive towards the, the top end of the Premier League and all of a sudden we're um, you know, regulars in Europe's premier competition, then you'd have had to say that it was worth that sacrifice. It was worth giving him the time and us missing out on Europe once for him to be able to start creating the foundations from which our, our relative success now has been built on. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um Let's pick out a few more. Uh, Tired Gunasaurus says, Harry Arteta has changed the club on and off the pitch with different culture and likeable and good players. Top four or not, he needs to be there for the next three years. Uh, Gun Deckergan says he's very, very pleased. Um, what else have we got? Zed Tom says, maybe announcing it now can reassure the players that they're going the right way in a well-managed and stable club. Compare that to Everton's situation. Good point. Um, Halo Mateus says this will also give Arteta a better aura in handling both existing player and new player contract negotiations. Any player can now clearly look at the direction that Arsenal are heading in. Uh, Paul Stone says, hi, Harry, I think announcing it now takes some of the pressure off the players for Sunday's huge match and it could work in our favour. 
yeah, it could do. It could do, and I hope it does. Um, Chris says this connection thing is is spoken too much of. If you win matches, it'll automatically develop. Look, I agree with you to a point that when you're winning matches, everything's rosy and everybody's happy, so there's no reason for there to be any disconnect or any disharmony. But what I would say is, and I don't know if you if you get to the games, Chris, as a, and, and, and I know that's not possible for everyone, right? But as a match-going fan, I can tell you that something has shifted, that something has changed, that there is just so much more support. There's so much more feel-good factor. And that is more than just the results. It's because of the fact that you feel connected and you feel invested in these players and in the manager and the way he's going about things. That's what it is. You know, we went into that Chelsea away game with you know, a really bad record before that, right? We'd lost three of our last three in the Premier League against sides that really we needed to be beaten. You know, we lost at Palace. We we got beat by Brighton. And then we obviously uh, lost at Southampton as well. And it could have been easy for the fans, the away fans, who are always great, by the way, but it would have been easy for people to sort of drop their heads after we took the lead twice in the first half and were pegged back almost instantly on both occasions. And that wasn't the case. Everybody was so on it. Everybody was so behind the team. The West Ham game the other day, I was there as well. The atmosphere uh, it, within the away end was a bit flat at times because the performance wasn't good. The game wasn't good. You know, there was there was nothing really to sort of get behind and, and cheer on. But, you know, they stuck with the team when they needed to. And, and then you could feel that sort of connection again when the game was done and when Arsenal were holding on after they took the lead, et cetera, et cetera, uh, for the second time. So you can really feel it. And and I don't know if that comes across if you're not there. Um, that's not to be critical of people that are not there, but because I know that some of you live on the other side of the world and it ain't as easy as getting up and heading down to Emirates Stadium. But I do genuinely believe that that is something that we, we have to take into account. I didn't feel that under Unai Emery. And I didn't feel that at the back end of Arsene Wenger's tenure. I certainly do now. Um, Priyank says, Harry, but what have you done? If we finish fifth, many fans will not be happy then. But announcing it now makes more sense because they're definitely going on the right path. But this just indicates, doesn't it, Priyank, that what I've said recently about Arsenal Football Club is that I think they've got better in the whole PR side of things. I think they've they've worked on that. I think that part of this connection and bond that we talk about growing and developing under Mikel Arteta's stewardship is to do with the messages coming out of the club and that there seems to be more clarity um, around a lot of subjects. So, yeah, if we if we finish fifth, there will be loads of Arsenal fans out there who haven't been supportive of Mikel Arteta and in some cases want to prove a point, who will make a big song and dance about that and say, oh my God, look at this. We've rewarded a manager who, um, who couldn't get us in the top four, blah, 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 blah. We know that's going to come, right? It's inevitable. But it goes to show what I've been saying all season to you guys, which is that in the club's eyes, forget what you or I want, getting back into Europe whilst showing progress on and off the pitch was what they wanted, was what they were looking for this season. So the fact that we're in the top four hunt and we've not achieved it yet um, and there's still work to be done, but they've still announced this contract suggests to me that he's already met the objectives this season. He's already met the goals. And um, and that's great to see. Uh, Stilton Avenger says, um, 
Brilliant timing for the news, buoying the team for their next two crucial games uh, after sealing European football. Plus, hopefully seeing Spurs get bad at the weekend. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, let's take this one from John. Do you feel it's showing how united the club is? Chelsea have issues, United have issues, Spurs have issues. We have a stable club. It's great. We've got super Mick Arteta. Yeah, stability served us so well under Arsene Wenger, didn't it? For the most part of his Arsenal career. Like I know the first half was much more glorious than the second, but even in the second, there were some good achievements. There were some uh, Champions League qualifications. There was a couple of years where we went um, closer to winning the title. Uh, we went to you know, European um, semi-final under Arsene in the Europa League. We went to the final under Unai Emery. So there have been some achievements since then. Um, but, you know, stability overall does serve clubs well, I think. Like, it, it really, really does. Particularly when you're not a club that that has the money to be able to sack a manager, rebuild a side, and then two years later do that over and over and over again in the way that Chelsea have, for example. You look at Liverpool, stability is what Klopp's team and foundations are built on. And that's a prime example of why if you're not, if you've not got a sugar daddy owner, you need to be able to, to have that. Um, Ron Wolf says one and a half seasons without his team and, and shit players was the reason for finishing eighth. This season with his starting 11 and the youngest squad, we've named the youngest squad in the Premier League, I think on 19 occasions this season. Um, he says, barring some expected wobbles, he is smashing it. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, big hello to uh, Zoe Hartford, who joins us from Ireland. Hope you're well, Zoe. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. And a big shout out to Tony Veeble, who says, you're the man, Harry, listening to your podcast all the way out here in Vancouver. Thank you so much, mate. And uh, welcome to the show. Um, Clock and Seb says, some of you won't be convinced until the team win the treble. Just give it a rest and get behind the team. If you enjoy the misery, then go and support Watford. <laughs> Love that. Um, Leo Rosendahl says, look, I trust Arteta and I believe we can do great things, but we won't reach the levels of Liverpool and Man City with the board and owners that we have. I'm scared that we will settle with top four. Maybe we won't, Leo, um, but that would be a conversation then that, has nothing to do, I guess, with Mikel Arteta. And, and this is the interesting thing, right? I think that we have to recognise that a lot of Arsene Wenger's failings, for example, in that second half of his managerial tenure at the club were, were not solely down to him, were down to the way the club was being run, the budgets, the finances and all of that stuff. And what I found really painful during that period was people that refused to look at the other side of the coin and refuse to look at the fact that they were big, big factors as well. So there will come a point where if Mikel Arteta is, is continuing to develop, continuing to push on, and if we feel like the club are not backing him enough to go to that next step, then that conversation needs to be had. And at that point, it needs to be put on the owners and it needs to be put on the board and on the people that are making the decisions right at the very top. But up until now, I don't think you can say that they haven't backed Mikel Arteta. I think they've backed him, as I always say, not just in bringing people in, but in moving people out and the financial hits that they've had to take to do that as well. I think that they're, you know, they're, they're very supportive of him at this moment in time. And, and maybe it's a conversation we need to have further down the line. But at the moment, I'm OK with it. Uh, I'm OK with where we are and, and how we're moving forward. Uh, <laughs> 
I love this. Uh, Junior Gunner says, I reckon Mikel had a few drinks after seeing what the Rangers game uh, produced last night and then drunk called Josh to push this announcement sooner. <laughs> um, Seb says, do you think Arteta has already been given assurances of a large budget to carry on with the process? Surely it would have been drawn out hadn't he, of course, been given such assurances. I look at Mikel Arteta and I see somebody that loves Arsenal Football Club. I see somebody that's grateful for the position he's in, that's enjoying the job that he's doing. But I also see someone who's incredibly driven to do very, very well as a manager. And I think that if he didn't feel and didn't believe that he had the backing and the support of the club to take this process, if you like, to the next level, that he would have that he maybe wouldn't have signed this contract or that he'd be sort of angling for a move elsewhere. Because as I keep saying, he's not done it yet. But if he does get Arsenal into the Champions League, into the top four, in a season where people were laughing at us, people were saying that we'd be lucky to finish eighth. There was even relegation talk at the start of the campaign. If he does pull this off, if he does manage to get us over the line, you can bet your bottom dollar that there will be people in the football world looking at him, praising him and eyeing him up as a potential manager for their clubs. And I'm talking about elite clubs. I really do believe that he is on the radar of a lot of people because of he, the fact that he's the whole package. He's not just a, a coach. He's a he's a manager. There are not that many of them about anymore. And you see it at a lot of clubs where they bring in a director of football and then they put someone in below that who's a head coach. And often there's a disconnect and they're not singing from the same hymn sheet and that can be counterproductive. Mikel Arteta has basically done a bit of an Arsene Wenger in the sense of taking on lots more responsibility in order to ensure that the vision, the values upheld and all of the stuff that's going on at Arsenal Football Club and the methodology is all very aligned. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he probably has had assurances about what he's going to be able to do in the summer and moving forward. Birat says, uh, morning, Harry from Nepal. Hope you're well, mate. He says, what's the difference in sacking Mikel without a contract extension and sacking him if next season goes a disaster? Yeah, look, as I've said before, a contract doesn't mean that he's unsackable. A contract doesn't mean that he's going to be there until that end date. A contract doesn't mean that if it goes pear-shaped, we're stuck with this guy until 2024, 25. It doesn't mean that. But what it does is it gives us a little bit more stability. It gives people looking in from the outside assurances that the club are all in on this current project. That helps in trying to go out and recruit players. It helps in trying to go out and recruit staff. It helps in a lot of ways. Uh, big uh, welcome, big hello to Vishal, uh, who's just signed up to become a member of the channel. Thank you so, so much, mate. Really, really do appreciate your support of the channel. Uh, if you want to join our members Discord server, if you click on the, if you go onto the channel, click on the community tab, you'll find the link there. It's only visible to members. Come into the Discord server, have a good chat um, with us. Um, and, uh, it's, it's all great fun and there's loads of great people and lots of brilliant banter in there as well. Uh, let's see what else we've got in the chat. I saw a super chat pop up. Let me just pick that up, um, before I uh, lose it because, um, where is it? Hold on. Here we go. Um, Ini Inyang says, Hey Harry, I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't sold on Arteta and maybe I'm still not yet, but consistency will help. Now the board needs to show ambition next year. Completely agree. Um, big shout out to the wandering minstrel as well, who joins us uh, in the chat box. Um, Sooty FM makes a good point around the timing 
of the contract announcement. He says Klopp signed a new contract and announced it last week. So what's the difference? They might not win the league, CL or FA Cup. The new contract created a buzz for Liverpool fans. Why are we so negative? Completely agree. Um, completely agree. Um, David Boyle says, how comes you only read out the positive comments? I don't only read out the positive comments. I haven't seen an awful lot of negative ones. Um, I do pick them at random. I do skim through the chat. It's impossible to speak um, completely solo and read every single comment in the chat. If you've got something negative to say about this, give me a reason why you don't think this is the right decision. I don't want people saying, get him out, Arteta's crap, Arteta's this, what are the club doing? I want reasoned debate. I want explanations as to why you feel that way. And by all means, I'll read it out. I'll keep an eye on your name, David. So get something in there then. Okay. Um, Ray says, let's be honest, Arteta is doing great work at the moment. And if many big clubs are eyeing at him to be their manager, um, Arsenal don't have to let him out basically by having him on the contract. Uh, what else have we got? Stanky says, Harry, I'm buzzing about the Arteta contract. Sorry, haters, three more years. Keep your tears to yourselves and get behind the team. Come on, Arsenal. Um, Casper Peterson says, as a Liverpool fan, I find it quite amusing the way Rogers makes fan groups almost go against him. I also found that Emery brought negative energy into the fan base. Arteta, though, creates a more neutral and positive energy that creates faith and hope. Um... Let's see what else we've got. Um, GB says, the person I'm desperate to be to see given a long-term deal is set-piece coach Nicholas Yova. He is as much as anyone responsible for our improved results on the pitch. These are the finer details in football that for years and years and years we'd failed to address. And that's why, you know, when people say that Mikel Arteta overcoaches and, and does this and does that, actually what he's shown is that his attention to detail and the fact that he is so fussy and specific about the way he wants certain things done and and the recognition that you can get experts people with a greater knowledge and a greater understanding a great greater coaching ability in those departments to come in and help you shows that he's not as stubborn as people make him out to be because he's gone out and plucked out coaches and people that he thinks can come in and add value and add something to the team Nicholas Yova is a prime example of that. I mean, we had a set-piece coach last season and he moved on and we got Nicholas Yova in. So he's not afraid to rip things up if they're not working as well and go back to the drawing board and come up with another solution, taking on board the lessons learned. And as you say, Nicholas Yova has improved us so much when it comes to set-pieces, both from a defensive and offensive uh, perspective. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, just moving through the chat. Lots of you saying uh, positive stuff. Brilliant news. Uh, Richie says, don't forget to smash the likes. Yes. Um, look, there's over 270 of you watching us right now on YouTube. We've only got 80 likes on the board. Let's get that over 100 and then we'll move forward, hopefully, um, to uh, to the next target as well. Be sure to subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. It really, really does help as we continue to grow it. Um, Eli says, uh, hi, Big H, I'm happy with the announcement. Are you going to the North London Derby? I am, sir. I will be there. I will be at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium um, yeah, next Thursday night. Amira says, hi, Harry. We'll re-watch from the start later. Just pop in and say hi. I know we're mainly focused on Arteta, but did you really have to crop out poor Jonas from the thumbnail. Look, 
the Jonas news is great as well. And we did touch on that a little bit late, uh, a little bit earlier on. The reason I cropped him out is just the format of my thumbnails. Um, it didn't look right to have them sitting alongside one another because of the, yeah, the layout of the thumbnail. Um, that's one of the things I want to fix up in the summer is new and better and improved thumbnails. Because at the moment I do them myself and I'm not an artist. I'm not an editor. Um, and they could be better. Uh, City FM says, Harry, do you and Arteta uh, use the same hair treatment? <laughs> Both got a full head of hair. It's just not fair, bro. Yeah, me and Mikel, we we share hair tips on a on a Friday every week. And no, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. Um, look at this from Tommy, West Ham fan. As a Hammers fan, I'm really happy with this. Now confirms Arsenal are not a massive club. They want a new owner, but don't realize if they had a new one, Arteta wouldn't be here. They have standards. Tommy, you want to talk about standards after your team got absolutely trounced in the Europa League by a mid-table Bundesliga side? Um, you know, maybe David Moyes should have rested um, some of his players at the weekend before the game against us, or more of his players than he did, because we ended up beating you, basically killing you from um, in terms of your league position. And uh, and your manager lost his rag last night in Frankfurt. Cresswell is a liability. Maybe you should worry uh, about West Ham a little bit more. You know, you got to a semi-final, happy days. But the way you went out of it, losing at home and then losing away as well, I thought was was embarrassing for a team that have been touted as top four contenders for most of this season. So um, I wouldn't worry about Arsenal, mate. I'd worry about what's going on at your uh, soulless bowl of a stadium. Awful place to watch football. Oh, oh my word. Um, as I was saying to the guys on this channel, I, uh, the only thing that I forgot to take with me that I really needed last week was a pair of binoculars. Horrible ground. Um, and listen, you can mock Arsenal all you like, but we're the Arsenal and you're West Ham and the two clubs are on completely different levels in terms of size. Um, you know, you lot want to go around singing that you're massive or Eintracht Frankfurt are bigger because they're in the European final. Uh, let's take this one from 33 Fivers. Uh, Harry Arteta obviously was learning on the job, so he made good and bad decisions. But overall, I'm happy with the way he has the team playing. He deserves credit given what he's had to work with. Um, let's um, let's take a few more. Um, hi, Harry. Who is against this announcement? Who is against this? Whoever is against this announcement needs to engage their brain. Arsenal are happy with Arteta, but if they want or need to sack, it's much cheaper than a Pepe signing. Come on, you gunners. Um, hold on a second. Um, Jid says, Harry, I can have conversations with others and still ask questions. You know, what do you mean by that? Um, Patrick's perspective says, good afternoon, Mr. Harry. Hope you're good. I really love the idea of having Arteta as long as we had Wenger. Way more trophies, though, preferably European. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Sakaya says, um, Suvlagia to celebrate the good news. Yeah, maybe. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Uh, Jay Sayers says, West Ham are tiny and get battered everywhere they go. Clock and Seb says, rent free in West Ham's heads. What a time to be alive. Uh, listen, I, I don't even really have an issue with West Ham, but I just find it weird that a West Ham fan would would watch this, first of all, and then try and downplay what's going on at Arsenal to make them feel better um, about what happened to them last night. It's weird. Weird. Um, 
what else have we got uh i'm assuming by jid's comment that you you put a question in that i've missed so please do uh drop it in again and i'll pick it up uh for sure uh here we go why do people not like the board they've put money into transfers they just haven't been sugar daddies and haven't bought big name players which is always the case or is that the problem I don't think people have got a massive issue with the investment levels from the Cronkies. I don't. Anyway, it's not about the money or the amount of money for me. It's about the fact that for years um, they've been passive owners in that they've been owners of the club and whether that was full owners or, you know, large shareholders and never really, in my opinion, up until what the last year and a half, giving it the love and attention that this football club deserves. I think that's my gripe with them. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'd assume that a lot of people feel the same way. It isn't about money. It isn't, well, they didn't spend this or they, because they do spend money. It's that the money's been spent badly. They failed to put the right people in charge to get us into the right places. You feel like they've got better at that. You feel like that's moving in the right direction. And so, you know, they're, they're void of a little bit of the heat that they'd normally get, I think, at the moment. But... Um, still a long way to go before Arsenal are competing uh, right at the very top. Um, let's take one more question because um, my missus is absolutely fuming today, by the way, because um, I was supposed to take the day off today. I had a day off. Um, I was going to do a Leeds United preview later on today, which we'll still do around about 4 or 5 p.m. this afternoon. Time to be confirmed. But I was going to take the day off and um, and spend some time with the missus because... With this job, you you basically don't spend any time uh, with the family. Um, and it, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's good in some ways. You don't have to change 30 nappies and all of that. But the other side of it is that um, you don't spend as much time with them as you'd like. And that's why I make an effort to do that in the summer in particular. But today, the sun was shining, didn't have uh, much work on apart from that preview that was coming up later on today and decided, yeah, you know, let's go and spend a day. Let's do something. And then the Arteta news dropped. And so I've delayed proceedings, which is, um, yeah, it didn't go down well, but work is work. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've got to take this comment. Um, two comments, actually. The first one from Clock and Seb um, in relation to uh, the West Ham fan that decided to troll us about the, the, um, the signing of uh, Mikel Arteta's new contract. <laughs> Pumping out washing up liquid into a secondhand stadium. Clowns. <laughs> love that. Honestly, love that. And um, and John Daly says, breaking news. All missuses are fuming for some reason or another. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kebab Abdi says, take care of the missus. We don't want the show cancelled. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, we'll get back to it. Um, but just want to say a big thank you to everybody who's uh, tuned in uh, for this uh, last minute edition uh, of the Chronicles of Aguna in reaction to the news that Mikel Arteta and Jonas Eidebel have signed new contracts with the club. Um, good news, positive news for both the men's and the women's teams. Now let's um, let's hope that we can ride on the wave of this and on the wave of positivity, get over the line, achieve Champions League qualification and look ahead to what's going to be a big and important summer for Arsenal Football Club. I'll catch you all very, very soon. Until next time, take care of yourselves and all the best. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon.